Welcome back to the SUFC Goals podcast. A warning, this episode may include some strong language. Hello everyone and welcome back to the latest episode of the SUFC Goals podcast. Uh, we're back, it's been a, been a couple of weeks since the last one, but we are back. So it's been a bit of a turbulent start to the season, isn't it Simon? Yep. Uh, started well and petered off a little bit. Um, typical when we go and watch a game, we lose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you pretty much summed it up. So obviously, the last three weeks or four weeks or so have been pretty turbulent. Um, obviously, we didn't know we were going to be playing the first game of the season until well, the Monday before it. So five days notice, but. We uh, we have obviously been a little bit active in the transfer market. Well, I say been active. Uh, Tom Clifford has, uh, has has gone and signed for Kings Lynn. Um, I think that was... See you later. <laughs> yeah, I know one of your one of your favourite players. Mm, but... He won't be missed. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he uh, yeah he's gone to Kings Lynn in the league blow. I don't know if he's actually played. So is he is he played for them at all? Or... Um, I don't know. Let's have a look. I'll get back to you on that one. But supposedly, maybe him going has has allowed us to re- register Dimitriou. Obviously, there was news that came out saying that he was a player coach. So, don't quite know where that would stand in terms of player reg- uh, registration. But presumably, that would be uh, that would be where, where Clifford would have been. And obviously, we've only been able to name four subs so far because our other registered player, Louis Lomas, is of course injured. Um, and he has been since start of preseason. So, <laughs> yeah, Tom, oh. Tom 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 Clifford started on Saturday. Has he has he played yeah. all eight games or is it just that one? Um, started Saturday. Uh, he didn't. Uh, yeah, he started the one before that as well. So he's probably played all of them. It's crazy as well, you know. In terms of like location, I think he's from from southeast London. I think he's from like Sidcup area, or maybe from Gravesend. Probably not. Got to be a good good two hour drive up there from. Mate, probably probably three, like two and a half three hours. It's a long commute. If he's going to training every day, then that's a that's a fair old commute. He must be living up there in digs or something. But uh, yeah, I mean, the uh, in terms of the other sort of play player news, there was massive rumours that Dakers was about to sign. When uh, Clifford was uh, was let go, but obviously that hasn't been the case, and I'm I'm sure a lot of you are aware it's been 12 months since we last signed a player permanently, which I believe was uh, Wes Fonga. Oh right, right. Nice. So he's a player who's actually been playing pretty well in the last last couple of games, but obviously the last the last player we signed on loan, I think, was Blondie. Um, <laughs> Blondie and, right. and and Dakers, I think they were signed at the sort of start of September. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it has been about eleven and a half months since we brought a player in full stop, which is is shocking, absolutely shocking. Um, but I'm sure we'll get into a little bit more of the HMRC stuff towards the end of this podcast. So let's get into the Oldham game. The first surprise was to see Dave Martin warming up. The old. Uh, Played for Liverpool, played for West Ham, played for Millwall, MK Dons. I think he's played for most teams south of, well, 
south of Liverpool um, in 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 the uh, in the football league. He would he would you know if he wants to sign, he'd be the third Dave Martin to play for us. Uh, that must be a record of play with the the same name to have played. Um, so Oldham, we beat them four 0 What were your views on that, side? Um, well, I didn't go to the game. Uh, I, I'm not doing home games, as you know, obviously. But mm. yeah, so the two of us, we ain't doing home games until uh, he's gone. So that sort of limits. And I refuse to pay ten pounds to the National League to watch an eye follow um, <laughs> because it's always crap. Like you, you pay it, and then you either can't hear the commentary or it lags out. Anyway, so yeah, I didn't watch it, but from what I did hear, um, a bit of we was mustered and they were terrible. Um, and then from what I've seen in the highlights, Sean Robson had a stinker for the last goal. I think it was he's way out of position, got skinned, and then I think I think it was the last goal when Harry Carwell nodded in, um, and then he got dropped for the next game. I think he, I don't think he's actually played since. I'm not sure, but he did get dropped next game. Um, but yeah, Oldham were terrible. Our midfield absolutely bossed it, uh, from what I saw and what I remember hearing. Um, yeah, it was a great season. I don't think anyone in their wildest dreams was expecting that. I would have had money on Oldham three, four, five, rather than us even scoring a goal, let alone winning four nil. Um, so yeah, pretty good that, isn't it? Nice way to start the season, top of the league. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I told my mates who who aren't too. Uh... Well, I don't have much idea of uh, the National League. I said, honestly, you've got to back Oldham. It isn't it's <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah. easiest way to make money. I mean, I think even <laughs> before the game, they were almost like two to one or three to one. They were, yeah, Something they were ridiculous. great odds as well. Yeah, absolutely. It was it, it, it was a money making money making thing, but obviously they um, <laughs> they didn't quite turn up. I mean, they had they were boosted with their fourth grand a week striker up front, brand new striker signed the day before. James Norwood. Um, yeah, Pony. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't exactly set the world alight since he's come back down. But, I mean, just looking at the stats of the game, I mean, shout out to uh, Shrimper Stats, who's provided all this on Twitter. If you like, have a look through stats and stuff, then they're a brilliant page to follow, um, especially at this level. There's not many stats that are published uh, after the games, um, especially on any of the apps or on BBC. So it's really rare that, you know, to see that, see some of this data, but looking at the game, uh, we had just under 60% possession, which for a team that didn't have a preseason must've been the thing, just keep the ball and try and tire them down. Um, must've been, you know, that, that, that sort of, um, sort of tactics from from Mayer. We made 540 passes, which shows you there would have been a, probably a lot of short passes, a lot of left to right to try and just tie them because it's harder to work without the ball than it is with the ball. But obviously, looking at the uh, at the goals themselves, I think they're all pretty well taken goals. Uh, Powell on the on the turn, I think it was uh, to make it one nil. Coker's lovely little low driven sort of popping pop shot. Um, so yes, it's, I mean, brilliant goal. And then Mooney as well ran from probably 30 yards in his own half up the other end. That was a great goal. Oh, it was fantastic. Fant- I think it was the best of the lot in the, in my opinion. Um, I mean, it's a shame we don't see that Mooney every week because if we did, we'd be, we'd be higher up the table. He wouldn't be, he wouldn't be here if he played like that. He's crap most of the time, but we'll get on to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> that kind of shut a lot of people up who've, Thought that he's, you know, trying to push and move away. I think, you know, Mayer was looking at that and saying, you know, he's he's fighting for his place or 
And that could be coming from a place where where he hasn't really got much option but to keep him. But uh, but yeah, that was that was a fantastic goal. And then Cardwell's movement for the uh, for the fourth goal, think back in by Coker. And I think you know, looking at the stats across the board, we absolutely outplayed them. Uh, I, don't, I think it's it's fair to say. Obviously, they did get the red card. I think that was still at one nil at the time. That that challenge on Ralph, uh, which obviously did dictate uh, the game slightly, especially with them chasing. Uh, but I think you know that that was probably one of the performances we're going to see of the season, especially the circumstances. Um, so uh, so yeah, obviously we were we we're top of the league after the first game, and we were also top of the league after the second game, Simon, which was uh, Dagenham away. Yep, uh, didn't actually go to that one either. Couldn't get tickets to that one. Um, which was a shame. Left that one too late. Don't leave it so uh, late. Yeah, well, learned from our mistakes, didn't we? But yeah, from what I saw of that, again, we was mustered, um, and they were crap again. There, uh, the the second goal, uh, a lovely finish from Koga, but the defending is so bad. If you watch it, he's on the edge of the box, and he ain't got a man within about fifteen yards of him. He could have literally walked it towards the goal to the keeper, but he just decides to shoot from twenty yards just for a laugh. But yeah, great goal, great little player, Ollie Coker. Um, I think especially, I think he's best coming off the bench against tired legs sort of when there's a bit more space than that. When when he started against Dawkins, um, I don't think he was as at his best there. But yeah, Dagnum, what can you say? I mean, going away there, there was always going to be rolled up. You know, all the West Ham fans that turned up and <laughs> silenced them, turned them over, comfortable. Top of the league, what more can you want, eh? Two yeah, nil. Absolutely. Um I I did watch the game. Um I was abroad according to my Wi Fi connection on my uh, on my computer. So I managed to watch the game uh, on the National League, obviously paid nine pounds fifty for it, um as a mug, but was uh, missed the first ten minutes because for some reason uh, the uh the National League stream just never works for me. If I try and watch it for the game, I have to sort of turn turn off the PC and turn it back on. I don't know why. I mean, if someone knows uh, how to fix it, then help me out. But uh, yeah, we've uh, we I think we played really really well. I mean, the first half we could have been could have been two or three nil up. Cardwell obviously did put us one nil up. He had a chance to put us two nil up that was cleared off the line by the defender. And to be fair, it was just relentless. To be to be honest, we just keep on kept on coming at them. It was like wave, wave after wave. It's like the sort of thing you'd see when a team's one nil down with ten minutes to go. You know that constant pressure. Uh, I think Fonguk played very, very well. He had tons of space. He he, he had he had always had ten, fifteen yards around him with with with, with nobody near. And obviously that allowed him to link up with Bridge a lot better. Obviously Bridge put in the ball for 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 Cardwell. Uh, yeah, for Cardwell's goal. Um, Bridge looked. Look, look pretty good. Um, obviously, Dagenham were up, only have one man on him, which is brilliant because Bridge can go either way. And when he's only got one man on him, you can really see how good he is. Uh, in the game again, we had sixty percent possession. So playing against a team that was chasing the game to ha- still have sixty percent possession is magnificent. I thought you know Kensdale and Husim played some nice football. Obviously, um, when we talk about the Dorking game, uh, that sort of style of football was you know was still being carried over and obviously the reason why we did concede against them but talking about the Dagenham game and then obviously 
uh, Coker, who I thought could have gone in the box and had a one-on-one with the keeper from about 10 yards out. Decided to hit it from the edge of the box and found the corner. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the highlights from from on the fans behind the goal, but seeing the ball just go straight in was brilliant. And just like the olden game, we absolutely steamrolled them. Um, I think the uh, Dagenham manager said that their performance was embarrassing, which is a little bit unfair, taking it away from us. But, you know, I think all of Dagenham's performances have been embarrassing this season, if you look at the league table. So um, another another good win, and, and we were top of the league. And then, Simon, we get to the game that we go to. Yeah. Waste of time. Yeah. So, uh, so we, um, uh, yeah. how, how was your uh, pint from Mark White? Oh, is that what we're starting on? <laughs> yeah, of course. Mark White. Oh, tween out. Oh, to thank South End fans for selling out our way in 900 odd or whatever it was. We want to buy everyone a drink. Oh, lovely. Cheers, Mark. Top fella. Good stuff. Right. These are the free pubs. There'll be money behind them. Lovely, lovely. Get to the pub after. Work, get to there. We was there for about probably 6.45, I reckon. Yeah. Oh, sorry, mate. Tab's run out. What? What do you mean it's run out? Yeah, it was 200 quid. It's gone. 200 quid? 200 quid, three pubs, that's 600 quid. 900, that's oh, too tight to work out. It's like, it's not, that's less than a pound per person. Um, it's like 60p per person. So it's pathetic is what it is. And how much for the tickets? Ass. How much for the tickets, mate? They... 20, 20 I think they're a storage, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, nice gesture, but got to follow it up. At least put a bag. At least give us a grand. But, yeah. oh, well. Um, but, what honestly, is... we knew, like, as soon as we had seen we was top of the league, two wins out of two, no goals conceded, absolutely flying, we'd said to each other on the train, look, you know, like, we've actually managed to get tickets to a game now. We, we can both make it, we're going to lose. You just knew it was going to happen. Bloody Dawkins, I don't think they had a point yet, or they might have had one point, and we go and lose 2-1. Um, first half an hour, sublime, honestly. Play football like that first half hour, we win the league. First of all, before we go into the game, Simon, what yeah, is your give us give us an idea of what you know your thoughts of the uh, facilities and everything around everything around the ground or sorry or in the oh, ground you want, a, you want a full town review oh mate it's an away it's an it's an away day that needs a, oh, right. uh, needs oh, a right. okay yeah fair enough so new ground new town nice town actually um normally go a little away day especially in these lower leagues and you sing our X such and such is a shit I want to go home but I think some people did actually start that off but that's one and probably the nicest place I've ever been on an away day I think I don't actually think I've ever been anywhere nice I'm watching Southend lovely place um, I mean it's Surrey what do you expect a very rich area you could tell that from sort of people that walk past High Street was nice nice little place fans seemed friendly enough uh, view was terrible <laughs> absolutely <laughs> terrible we was right at the front behind the goal and the view was absolute pony um, I could as soon as the ball got in the other half that wasn't near us you couldn't tell where the ball was really you could just about see it flashing but you couldn't tell if it was in a penalty area going in <laughs> if it was 20 yards out you couldn't see anything um, which so, is yeah, actually the worst view worst view from an away end as a, as a Southend fan 
I mean, Wimbledon's uh, up there personally. Wimbledon is Wimbledon is up there because I was, yeah, Wimbledon's terrible. Wimbledon's really bad actually. So I think Wimbledon is worse. Than, obviously, their old ground, they've got a new ground now, but the um, Kings Meadow, Wimbledon terrible because it was terraced, but each block was like two inches height difference, <laughs> and you get stuck behind some. I was stuck behind some geezers about six three, and I'm not six three. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was that. Um, I'm trying to think now. Where else? What other ways have I been to where I couldn't see anything? Kings Lynn was bad. Oh, Maidenhead was oh. bad. Yeah, both of them pretty poor, yeah. Um, Kings Lynn was less bad than Maidenhead, actually. Uh, Maidenhead was really bad, actually. But no, I'm, I'm sticking with Wimbledon the worst. Uh and then Dorking and then Maidenhead, I'll go. Mm. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, we'll go with that. Anyway, yeah, nice place. Didn't try any of the grub. Um, toilet, as far as I could see, was just a portaloo or something. But I mean, what there do was you two, two portaloos for almost a thousand people. Oh, bit of blood didn't need a shit. And, and they, had two, they had two beer taps as well. For a thousand people. Mm. Yeah, no wonder you had to put money in the pub. You couldn't just. Should have just put a couple of kegs on. Spend some more money on his fucking dress sense and all. <laughs> Two grand jacket, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no stupid hats that don't fit him. Um, <laughs> anyway, shall we move on to the game? Let's do it. That's enough. Flagging off Mark Wright and his grand. Um, no. Um, fair play to him. It was a, it was a good uh, initiative from him. Good gesture to give us some money. Just we were salty because... It had run out by the time we got there. It was probably run out within about 20 minutes, to be fair. 200 quid. If you was there when you set up, you'd go, right, I'll have three of these, four of them. <laughs> three oh. double bookers. <laughs> yeah, I'll have 10 bags of pork scratchings, mate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the game, I uh, was pretty happy with the lineup. <clears throat> Obviously, there was a couple of changes from the weekend, freshen things up. Mooney started and Koga started instead of Fonga Compal. Yep. First half hour, as, I say, as we say, we was mustered. Um, Harry Carterwell scored within about three minutes, two minutes. Good goal. And then from then on, we looked like it looked like it was only going to be one winner. It was going to be a case of how many. Carboy had many chances. He had one that he, I think, it was half a, vo- a half volley straight at the keeper. Um, there was like a goal mouth scramble that was at the other end, obviously, so you could barely see. But I think it was Carboy ended it, and somehow the keepers made a good save. He was a great keeper, by the way. He's only young as well. Harrison um, Mel. Yeah, let me see how young he is, but he's, he's, he's uh, born in 2000. Yeah, so, yeah, he's 22. He played for Worthing last season. He was called up, I think he was called up to the England C team when uh, when Gus played. Um, so, yeah, he's got a bit of promise. I think he, it's really weird. Like I think he went from like Hull to Worthing. And I don't think he's even from like the South Coast. It's a really weird transfer. Nah, you got that wrong. Did I? Leeds. Leeds. To Gate said, and then Gate said to Worthing. That's a weird transfer, though. Look, I mean, on the paper, like you, you, you on paper, you think like it's a bit of a weird sign. Maybe he's got family down there or or, or something. Yeah, you, yeah, or just why not? Um, yeah, who knows? Um, so yeah, he played well, made some good saves, and then. So we're playing lovely football and then just small laps in concentration um, from Norhusin, not enough weight on the pass. 
actually, before I say that, Kensdale feeds a pass into Norris in, which he doesn't want in that position. He's he's facing his own goal. He's just outside the penalty area. He can't see how close they are behind him. And Kensdale feeds him a bit of a, a hospital pass there. What can he do with that? Not a lot, really. Goes back to Colin. Don't get enough on the pass back. It's a shame. It happens. Um, and then Colin, well, they can't really do much about it. He no. starts coming out, but he was never going to get there. Um, Guzan nearly missed, actually. Hit the post. Yeah. In. Yeah, I think, I think in. that was their first shot of the game. Uh, I think you might be right, actually. Or maybe second. Or maybe first shot on target. But <clears throat> they didn't really offer much. They had a couple of corners, but easily headed clear by Harry Carwell and Harry Taylor. Um, but yeah, so it was a shame from Hussein and then we're going level one all, and that's pretty much all they had. And then uh, what I would say from that first half, and then obviously carried on in the second half, Oli Coker got bullied that game, I think. Mm. I, I don't know whether it was just Dawkins or a very physical team or they they clocked that he was a bit younger and a bit weaker and they could gang up on him, but he didn't get any luck at all, any space. He was getting sort of bodied a bit. Um, some people might disagree, but that's how I thought. I saw it from him. Um, but yeah, and then second half was we was absolute pony, like really, really rubbish. Mm. I don't know why. I don't know whether they were tired. Probably are tired. I think, tired, I think what they did. I think they were. They made a they, change. To be fair. Yeah, they took off Bobby Joe Taylor, who was playing left centre back, and they brought on uh, Aaron Keener. Yeah, sideshow Bob. Fabrizio Colaccini. Yeah, <laughs> Colaccini. <laughs> <laughs> He was actually really good, and he's he just sat in front of the back four. Oh, the he swept everything up, yeah. And I think that allowed that put an, extra, put an extra man in midfield, which um, you know gave Coker and and Fonguk less room. Obviously, that's probably why they've they, those two have thrived so far this season is the fact they've had a lot of space coming up against two men midfields. Um, but they sort of matched us, and I thought, to be perfectly honest with you, I think Dawkins deserved something from the game to be per- perfectly honest I know we should have put it to bed in the first half but hey, yeah. brilliant in yeah. the second half in my opinion yeah well they played they played the game they played non-league good non-league football they stuck in there rode their luck a little bit with some poor finishing from us in the first half and a couple of good saves they go in level at half time and they're thinking right we've got a chance here little good tactical change nice and aggressive and then we was we was crap I don't know I, but but we didn't we didn't just sort of run out of ideas because we did what well, we kind of did but we completely changed we ended up playing long ball for the last half an hour and I've no idea I can't remember hang on let me have a look what minute they got their winner in I think it's 79 uh, 79th but yeah so it was coming though it was I mean they weren't oh yeah they weren't they were sort of more in the game I wouldn't say they battered our second half but it was probably think... still 50-50 possession well, I don't have the stats so I might be wrong but we they did a lot more of the ball yeah. in the second half in the second did, half yeah. they did but yeah. they weren't threatening yeah. with it were they no no I, I mean every now and then they'd go close but I never thought any minute now they're going to score but then obviously they did score uh, supposedly it weren't a foul for the free kick but I didn't see that um, I saw Curry and Mayo were fuming um, I thought Nathan Ralph had a good game as always and I'm not just saying that because I like him, but I do like him. But I thought he had a good game. Um, yeah. But I think it's just one of them. If Cardwell, if Cardwell scores one of them chances, one of those other chances, and we we go two 0 up, that's game over. Then you know maybe their heads drop. Then 
yeah, that they don't press new Hussein as much because they're two 0 down, or Hussein thinks all right, we're two 0 up, and he just doesn't panic or whatever. It don't happen, or even if it goes two one at half time, they might, instead of making a defensive change, or they might bring on another strip. You don't know, but yeah, true. I think it's just one of them games. But I think maybe you, you don't know for sure. But I think maybe we were just tired. You know, yeah. these players they've had subtle preseason. Other than two of them, they played all played Saturday. Um, I mean, it's a bit of an excuse to say they're tired, but they probably were. It's uh, a thing. Their job is to run around. Tired, mentally tired as well. Yeah. Um, There's a lot the of things off the pitch. Well, Sorry, go, no, go on, mate. I was going to say, it, obviously, both games Friday, they've had a good atmosphere backing them. I know there's nine, a thousand of us, but that ground was absolutely pathetic. You might as well be in a field at that away end. Anyone who <laughs> weren't there or hasn't been dorking, it's terrible. You can't get any atmosphere because you're just in an open grass field and there's obviously no roof. It's, you're all spread out around the side and the back and any chanting just gets lost in the wind. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm not trying to... I can't blame the atmosphere while we've lost. <laughs> just sort of going off on tangents here. But yeah, I think we played poorly second half. Can't put my finger on it. And then they played well. We, obviously, we're spending quite a lot of time talking about this game because it's the one that we've been to, but and yeah. it's probably the most frustrating. Yeah, it was uh, definitely frustrating. Won that. Especially we're going what, one nil up as well. Yeah, what was your thoughts? And what did you think on? Um, I know I touched on it earlier. What did you think on Dan Mooney? That, on, uh, um, I thought he looked as though he could have been really good. I mean, I think he had one or two chances. There was one he, that Carpole put to him on the edge of the box, and he sort of blazed over, and you think. Someone who's you know already scored this season would have a bit more composure and sort of try and drill it low, but he obviously got underneath the ball. Um, yeah, he's. I I I I really don't know what to say about Mooney. It's like I really want him to be good. Like he won he won Young Player of the Year before we we signed him, and I think he, yeah. he is going to be a good player. But yeah, he just doesn't he doesn't fit young, us. Yeah. Like you know, is he one of those players who's a one trick pony that can only play right wing cut? you know, coming in off the right in a 4-3-3 formation. Because if that is... I think he is. I think if, he is. Honestly, if that's, I think if he that's is. him, then he's not going to fit in at the club, which is really unfortunate because I thought he could have had a brilliant role in, you know, in like, behind the strikers. You know how creative he is. He's like altering him. He scored him. Yeah. He, he assisted, he created. Um, so I thought he could have been, he, you know, he could be amazing. And I still hope he does, you know, find something, you know, he, where he can play in behind the strikers or... You know, coming off the bench and even playing sort of as a as a central midfielder, like a um, almost. I mean, I guess like Fonguk does or Husin does, um, but obviously a little bit, a little, a little bit different. But he, I like him; he's a good player. But I'd I'd really want it to work from him. Um, he's going to get more chances. I mean, looking at the size of our squad, he's obviously going to get more chances. It's quite clear that Kevin May is not going to change his philosophy. Uh, and is the way that he plays and his formation, etc. So it's a weird one because, well, we, one he doesn't have the personnel, but also yeah. even even when we did have a bigger squad, well, never really. But anyway, we <laughs> he's always liked to play a three-five-two. Every now and then he played a three-four-three, three, but we've always been better in a three-five-two. That three-man midfield works really well for us. So if if Mooney, but it's tough because he's not a striker, and then if you have him as a ten, it's like a three five one one which could work but he's do you know what I, the vibe I get from him is that I think that he thinks he's better than he is or he plays like he's better than he is because he plays or he carries himself like he's the bollocks but then 
it just can't I can't deliver I, I can't put my finger on it it's annoying because you can see he's got the talent great goal against Oldham but why can't he consistently do that I mean he's not quick enough to skin a man um, and playing in obviously in the 10 he needs to be able to pick his head up and find good passes and I don't think he was doing that so maybe he's too greedy and he ain't looking for him or maybe it's just not his game you, you, I don't know I've but, got um, I've got a comparison. Yeah. Go on. Hear me out, all right? Don't laugh. Oh, God, God. Oh, but he's, he's a bit like Messi. <laughs> so I know you can say that. In the way that you know he he plays on the right, he's left footed. He he like he likes to cut inside. But in terms of the what I was thinking out of the ball transitions, he just walks. And you know if you watch Messi, he just walks and. That's what I mean he does. He doesn't, he, he, you know, unless he loses the ball, he's not one that's going to sprint back 40 yards to try and retrieve the ball. Uh, he's a he's a luxury player, ultimately. Yeah, um, great. And, it, and, great. You, and um, you know, like I said, I want it to work for him, but unless, you know, unless he suddenly picks up this this knack to play behind this, the, the you know, two strikers, so basically as an advanced centre mid, I don't think we're going to see him. But my last question before for you before we t- uh, go on to the Hartlepool game, mate. What's your thoughts been about um, Harry Taylor at right centre back? Um, yeah, mustard. He was mustard against Dawkins. I set up singled out Ralph, but Taylor was also mustard. He wins everything in the air. He reads the game well. He's not slow. He's strong. I thought he played really well. I liked him as a DM. To be fair, uh, when he used to play. He filled in a few times for us at DM um, at the back end of last season, I think it was. But he seems to have slotted into that right centre half position perfectly. So it's almost like I don't know whether this coaching team had an inkling, all right, if we lose a centre half, Taylor can fill in, or if they've gone, fuck, we're short. Harry, can you give it a go? But I reckon it's more the sense of they already knew he could play there or that he would yeah. be good enough. He's got all the traits, and I think that, um, if anything, I think he's probably better centre-half than Kensdale. That's saying something, because he's not centre-half, but he was brilliant against um, against Dawkins. What do you think? I think he's he's really good, obviously. Uh, Darren Curry was his manager at Barnet, so knows a lot about him. I think he played for Barnet. He played for Barnet in multiple positions. I think he played across the whole back four. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I, I don't know how he would there as a as a centre back in a back in a back four like with you know as a, as a centre back pairing but there's mm-hmm. three where you could be a little bit more of a ball playing centre back obviously he's only I say only I think he's about six foot so he's not like a Kinsdale who's six three he's not like a big commanding centre back but he's very good on the ball uh, he's got really good composure I think he's really good in the tackle as well he's uh, you know we've we've seen a lot of times where he you know he's won the ball back I think in the Dagenham game he was you know unsung hero really I think because everyone played so well um, it kind of went unnoticed so um, just a couple more bits to to uh, talk about obviously Hartlepool on Saturday uh, what are your thoughts on that one Si? Yeah it's another shame isn't it leading and then well, twice, and then losing. Um, we had one all at half time, and then go two one up. From from all accounts, from what I was listening to on the radio, from what I've read, apparently Hartlepool played well. Uh, 
they got that Mancini, I think it is, in midfield. Apparently, uh, he completely bossed us. That's what... Um, is it Nick Alaco, I think, on Beebs? Yes, that's what he was saying. Yeah. And that's what Chris Phillips said on Twitter as well. Um, so, yeah, I think... From what I heard and read, maybe a draw would have been fair. Obviously, you're 2-1 up with half an hour to go. It's a shame to chuck it away. But yeah, Hartlepool have just come down. They're up there. I think they're fourth. I think they'll probably be there or thereabouts come the end of the season. I'd say, look, two wins, two losses. You'd, you'd bite your hand off that before the season started. But obviously, nah, lost two of the last, lost both of the last two. It's a shame. But you don't, I don't know. You see, it's hard because you don't know whether it's tiredness. You don't want to make excuses. Is it complacency? Are we just not good enough? Did we get unlucky? I didn't watch the game. So, I don't know. But from what I heard, what I listened to on the radio is that they just they just play better than us. And that guy's pulled the strings, apparently. You just, yeah, we couldn't get near him. So, what can you do? And they've got, you know, Diesel Reway's a decent striker. they got up top Chris Ray, obviously. He's not great, but you'd take him now, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, similar to you, this is the only game I really don't have much detail on. Obviously, it's kind of really killed momentum now. You think, oh, Dawkins, maybe that was a blip. But again, you go 1-0 up against Hartlepool and everything. everyone's back happy again. Bridge puts us up after about seven minutes or something ridiculously early. I think we've scored in every game, I think, really like within the first 15 minutes of every game this season, which is, it's quite a nice thing to have. Uh, we just need to learn to, uh, to defend it. Um, but, but no, I mean, look, look, looking at stats, we had a lot of the ball. We had 63% possession, which is pretty, pretty nuts to be fair. And to, and to lose, you know, three, two at home. So uh, it, it, it is gutting. It's really, really gutting. You know, when you have so much of the ball, you expect more, more creative and more, more you know, more chances. But we only had 10 shots. Which is nowhere near enough for a you know, especially at this level. Um, you're never gonna have a striker that's gonna score every shot they have. So, you know, you need to be creating probably fifteen, twenty chances a game to maybe score two or three goals. Um, which is ultimately and that sounds r- ridiculous, but that's sort of, you know, the nature of, of of this division. And unfortunately with having Cardwell up front and Powell, neither of them are, you know, are finishers. They're not they're not strikers, they're 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 forwards. We that's you know, we we mentioned we need to have that striker that's gonna score twenty five goals a season. Cardwell and Powell are brilliant players in their own right, but they're not going to neither of them are going to get you 25 goals a season if any of them if either of them get above 15 no i don't think they will i don't think they will oh okay 25 maybe 25's a stretch you'll find you'll do well to find anyone 25 25 is over one in two but no team goes up with with not having a talisman like that well maybe what if you have three players that all get 15 do you know what i mean but then you're gonna have to have another couple of players that are going to chip in with seven and eight so, well, we've got 15 players in our squad, so <laughs> I wouldn't well, worry about I, I, that. No, I'm, I'm saying, for, you know, for a <laughs> team that's going to win the league. Yeah. If you look at Notts County last season, when they have Langstaff, I know he scored 42 goals or whatever he did. But, yeah. you know, they, they've they got players Rodriguez, around him. Didn't they? yeah. they, they've got Rodriguez, they had Jones who came in towards the end of the season. You know, they got yeah. they, they had um, Tedwin Scott. I think, yeah, I do agree, but I think that, I think Harry Carwell... I'm going to disagree with you. I think Harry Cole was a striker. I think he's a number nine. I think his hold-up plays good. He's good in the air. Maybe his finishing needs some work, but that's why he was in the Conference North, clearly. And he's a bit injury-prone. I think with a run of games and some confidence, and, you know, if he gets 
he, let's say he has three good chances every game and currently he's scoring, I don't know, one a game he's not, but let's just say, and then he's missing two big chances. I think the more and more he gets these chances, if we keep playing like this, if we play good football, eventually the practice and the confidence will come. I think he's a good player. Whereas Callum Powell, I love Callum Powell and I think he should start week in, week out because he just makes things happen. But he's definitely not a finisher. That is for sure. He is either a winger or a, a creative forward, whatever you want to call him, but he can't finish dinner. But obviously, I would still start him. I think Powell and Kyle well complement each other well. I think they play well. But I do agree, if you want to win the league, we need better. But obviously, we're, not, we're, we're nowhere near um, that standard. And then, even then, if you want to get a really good, let's not even say 25, let's say 15 goal a season striker because we ain't got nothing nowhere near that. If you want a 15, 20 goal a season striker, where are you getting one of them from? We've got no money. Anyone that's a free agent that's half that's still around is going to be crap. Um, if you I'm pick fit. someone up... I think I'm mainly. Or I'm so they, yeah. they might have that ability, but they're not going to have had a pre-season. Well, to be fair, we haven't had a pre-season either, so... <laughs> fit right in then. Yeah. Um, and then you're going to risk taking someone else on loan. Marcus Dakers, is he going to get you double digits goals? Yeah, maybe I ten. I don't think he'd score he twenty. I really don't think Dakers is an upgrade on Cardwell. Would you play him with no, Cardwell or, that's or the rotate thing. him? They're both. You can't big. play both of them. That's the thing. That that that's that's a problem because they're both big strikers. You know, you'd say target men, and you couldn't play them together. But then, unless I you think, want to play long ball, I think you. Just... I I think you know both of them are, are, are good footballers in terms of you know technical football ability so i reckon you could play both of them and one of them have that more um poachery esque role and have the other one as more of a target man and, you know you've seen t- how athletic um how athletic cardwell which one is. would do which i think i think cardwell would have to be the target man to be honest yeah and i can't I really could... remember much of daggers well, i don't think daggers i don't know if i ever actually saw him yeah he... He's a good, I mean, he, he's he's slight. That's his problem. He's six foot seven, skinny, or six foot eight, yeah. and he's slight. He's not got much about him, so I think he's got that hold up. He could be the player winning the seconds, which I know I, in my head I can't picture two strikers up front together who are six foot three plus. But I'm I think all for they, it. I think they could. I think they could. But would yeah, you have we, him, yeah, say we signed Dakers, would you have him or Powell alongside Cardwell? Yeah, um, I'd have Powell. I mean, I know I've just said I don't think I've seen Dakers play in person, but obviously from what I've watched and heard, etc. Powell does something that no one else on our team can do, and that is one, pace, and two, dribble and beat players. Okay, Bridge kind of beats playing left back, so... Yeah, I think he's a he's a pest, isn't he? And that's why potentially I I think you know Dakers could start and power come off the bench because one that it'd be completely mm. different for the defense. It's that it's that different different element, and you know he can scare defenders. He can run run at defenders against especially against tired legs. But then you bring on Dakers, who's six foot seven, six foot eight. I don't think anyone's going to be able to defend that in terms of you know Cardwell. Yeah, they're similar, but Dakers is going to be winning. You know, if he's got five inches on everyone. Um, you know he should be winning. He should be winning it there. Well, but... height height doesn't guarantee winning headers. I mean, remember Emil Aqua, He was six three, won nothing. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't do anything, did he? Though. Um, um, but but no, I think I, I just think I just think without power, we've got no creativity. Well, not none, but he's most of our creativity. Not saying he's got like the vision. He's not like a uh, an Ozil De Bruyne player. 
as in like of a national league level, if you know what I mean. He's not that kind of player, but he's like your your Raheem Sterling player. He he had a great first half against West Ham the other night, the other day. As in like if you give Powell the ball or if he gets a chance, he'll run in behind. He'll create that run that drags the space out and then it's just his decision-making in the last minute. The thing with Callum Powell is his legs are too quick for his brain. And either it will come for <laughs> it was true. <laughs> true. Yeah. Either it will come through just practice and chances and confidence or it will never come and that's the reason he's a non-league player. But while we've got him, I think I think he has to play because even when he come on against Dawkins, he did nothing. And you can say, I'll try him against tired legs, but I just think that he, I think he has to start. But I mean, obviously we're like now whittling down. I mean, if, as things stand, you'd be happy or before the season started, you'd say, look, as long as we survive, who cares? I mean, if we stay up, miracles are brilliant. But if we're really critiquing and say we do get out of this embargo tomorrow, the tax gets paid, which is unlikely. Um, but say we get out of it and we can sign a couple of players, backers on loan, maybe we pick up, I don't know, a winger from the Premier League or, or someone from the Conference South or someone who's out of contract or whatever. <sighs> what I'm trying to say is that I don't think we can pick up a player who improves our first 11. I don't think there's anyone mm-hmm. out there that we would physically be able to get that would improve our first 11. I, I disagree. I mean, I'm not, I, I don't have, I, I what don't position? have names. Who are you improving on? The um, viable striker. If we got Powell, to, Powell. To, rep- to replace Powell, if we add a striker that is going to score, this very similar to Powell, that sort of fast, pacey striker. Okay. Yeah. That's going to that, that, that can finish. I think that's what we could what we could do. Maybe I don't know. Like I really like. Where you get one of them from? Uh. Then I mate, I haven't thought that far ahead. <laughs> That's my point. That's my point. I think the only place you get one of them is by taking a punt on a championship or Premier League player on so. loan. Yeah. And then well, what percent of them down the years have been half decent? Ten? Twenty? At most. Um, We've had so much garbage down the years. I think the be- I think the best you know, forward we've had from a higher league on loan is probably Britson Malonga. Yeah, and that's what, 15 years ago? No, not quite. 10, 12 10, years ago? 11 seasons. 2012, I think. Le- 11 seasons, yeah. yeah. Um, um, what, other, what other forwards have we had? I mean, in Park terms of... <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> cool first. I'm uh... just trying to think in terms of actual forwards that have played up front. I mean, Loza well, look... looked okay in the first... when he came on line first. Again, but 10 okay. years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, yeah. he had about two good games. Um, if, we think, think. if we think more recently, who have we had? We had Cargo, rubbish. We had that Shayon Harrison from Tottenham, rubbish. Um, at the same time, we signed Ladapo, rubbish. Nublay, Sean, rubbish. Sean Mikulski. Mikulski, rubbish. Um, Sam Try. McQueen was a winger and then played left back. And he was okay, but he weren't really a forward. No. Um, but I'm, I'm really struggling here, actually. Yeah, I can't think of a single in the last 10 years. Since, uh, anyone listening, since British Sombolonga, have we had a decent forward on loan? I genuinely can't think of one. Dakar's probably the best. I genuinely can't think of anyone. <laughs> and he played six games, so it says a lot about your recruitment. <laughs> he was only one league above. You think, yeah, Let's I'm... think of Premier League players. They look decent. I'm sure Shaun Harrison at Tottenham's 18s or 23s, whichever one it was, was probably banging goals in. 
and then they come here, they can't get to grips with the tactics, they can't get to grips with the physicality. Non league's the most physical league in the world, probably. Yeah. Well I mean uh, yeah. Um I, I'm really trying to think now. Do you want to know who Shayon Harrison plays for now? Oh, probably like Istanbul Basaksa here, under 23s or something stupid like that. Right, so he's just been promoted to the... Uh... <laughs> here we go. <laughs> just been... the second league. <laughs> <laughs> to the Romanian first division, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, he plays for a team. Oh, Jesus Christ, here we go. You know, my pronunciations, <laughs> but, you know, left, left to be desired. Oh. Here we go. So he plays for FC. Holly. That was hard. Yeah, got that. at least got that bit right. Holly, P-O-L-I-T-E-H-N-I-C-A. <laughs> Polytechnica. Polytechnica. Iasi. Mm. Iasi, so I A S I Iasi. Um, mm. So whoever they are, he played from got promoted. He apparently scored nine in twenty. So, so there's a lot about that league when he was playing for Hazen Yedding the uh, the season before. I don't know if he's still there actually, but um, according to Wikipedia, that's who he was at last. But no, yeah, you know, let's go back to your point. And he was at Morecambe as well for half a season. I didn't know that. I just looked him up as well. Yeah, I think. I don't think he was there. He's been all over the place. He's been Holland. He's been Melbourne. Crikey. He's not scored many goals either, has he? How many games do you reckon he played for us? Six? Maybe a few more off the bench. That's the thing. If he comes on as an 88th minute sub, you you don't remember it. It's it's harsh. Harsh to judge someone like that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. What season did we have him? 16, 17? Uh, 17, 18. Who did he join? Chris, pa- I think did Chris Powell sign him? Like just before he, deadline he day, when... a lot. he signed a lot of rubbish. Chris Powell, didn't he? But he had like three days in the January transfer window, and he signed. 13, Man- he played played thirteen games for us. Ah, well, I don't remember any of them. I remember he looked how all right many, against. How Pompey. many did he play more than forty five minutes? <laughs> three. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, so he started. Uh, he, he, so yeah, so Chris Powell. I can't remember his first game, but um, I think Chris Powell. Yes, was he must have been one of Chris Powell's first signings. Chris Powell joined in like January, didn't he? Twenty eighteen. Yeah, right. February, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, his first appearance was when we beat Wigan three one at home when they were top of the league and we battered them. Played five minutes, then started away at Berry. Um, 82 minutes, no goal or assist. Started the next week um, to Portsmouth. Um, but apparently, according to Transfermarkt, he was playing left wing. Not sure how true that is. Mm, um, okay. Let me see if I can get the lineup from that Portsmouth 3 1. Caught 9,400 attendance, apparently. Yeah, it used to be big, mate. Here we go. God, what a lineup! All right, here's one for you. you ready? Yeah. I, I don't know how accurate this is, but oh yeah, okay. Go on. Um, so we beat Pete's Portsmouth three-one that season. That was when they were half decent. Um, this was one of Chris Powell's. I think it was about his sixth game or something like that. 
I'm sure you remember it well. What's the lineup? Go on. I'm gonna go Oxley in goal. Yep. Dimitri right back. Yep. He scored two that game. Um, yeah, he did. Centre backs. I'm gonna go for Michael Turner and. I got Anton Ferdinand. Yeah, slice partnership in history. <laughs> also, that those two goals that got Dimitri up to eight goals of the season, and that was in February. Not bad. Jesus that. Christ! Um, left back, I'm presuming would have been Coca. Yep. Um, in midfield, so obviously Harrison would have been playing. Yeah, he played left wing. But I think I, right feel, I have a feeling centre, centre mids might have been Timlin and Yearwood. Yep. Right, you got this open or something? No, no, no. Right, <laughs> wing, right wing, um, McGlashan. Close, McLaughlin. McLaughlin. Oh yeah, and then I'm going two up front would have been Cox yeah. and. I know it's Cox. I know. I think I don't know if Ladapo started. I'm pretty sure he came on, but I'm going to go Cox and Fortune. It was Cox and Ladapo. Ah. Oh, to be fair, off the top of my head, I'm pretty uh, pretty happy with that. Nine that out of the good. 11. Nine out of 11. Yeah, pretty good. And uh, Portsmouth manager was Kenny Jacket. Remember um, remember that geezer said uh, that Kenny Jacket spotted him? That was that day, wasn't it? <laughs> Kenny Jacket spotted him and said, oh, you're uh, Essex Young Coach of the Year. Do you remember that? I can't remember his name. <laughs> what was his name? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, I can't oh remember. that story cracked me up so much. Uh, I've got a screenshot of it somewhere. I'm going to have to find it. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. That is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, think we've, uh, I think we've run our course for, for, for this podcast. I'm, uh, I'm pleased we've managed to end on a uh, on a bit of a, a, a funny note. Obviously, a big, yeah. day, big day tomorrow. We could be uh, could be minus four points by, uh, by midday tomorrow. So we'll have to see what happens in court. So, Sire, thanks for your time mate and uh it's been it's, yep. been it's been a great one i'm sure we'll be yep. back soon with uh with more yep nice one see you see you later mate